Welcome back to Marriage Monday. Thanks so much for joining with me. My name is Dave Berenger, and this is my podcast, helping you to build your marriage one Monday at a time. In fact, while I'm doing this, this is the first time I've tried doing um, Instagram Live during a recording of this. So if you have not ever listened to us via the podcast, you can actually watch this on Instagram, or you can obviously go on Facebook Live where it all began. But today we're talking about romance and marriage and specifically the myths that surround the idea of romance and what romance can actually do to the marriage in terms of um, things that are toxic and sometimes things that are unhealthy. I mean, let's be real. Romance is wonderful. Romance is necessary. Romance is something that I think should be a part of every single marriage. But many times people have different ideas about what romance is. We don't realize that unless we have the conversation that you and your spouse may have different ideas. So when I sit with young couples and I will say, you know, give me a definition of romance, I get very, very different responses. And if the two of you sat and had coffee, this would be a great exercise to do in marriage. Would you separately ask the, well, ask the question to the both of you, what is romance? And separately take 60 seconds to write down a definition. My guess is the most common thing you're going to get from one person is going to be romantic actions, flowers, chocolate, a date, a movie, holding hands, holding one another, anything like that. And the other person will probably have maybe more of a deeper concept of what romance is. My simple definition is just this, serving your spouse's love language. Selflessly, I should have added that in there, serving your spouse's love language. And so when you've got the idea of, I'm doing more than just doing something to fill my spouse, I'm doing it out of selflessness. I'm serving my spouse. Um, I mean, I think it's a very Christ-like way to approach your spouse, but you're doing it not to garner a response. You're doing it to simply bless. I believe that's the most Christ-like way you can approach romance. You're doing it to bless and not to get. If you're doing something to get something back, if you're doing something nice in order to get sex from your spouse, then that was manipulation. You were leveraging them instead of romancing them. And again, I think romance is great. I think it's wonderful. But I also think that as much as we may not understand it, we may not understand what uh, an inappropriate or a misunderstanding of romance, what that can do to our relationship. So let's break this down. Let me give you some myths of what people believe when it comes to romance and their relationship. Number one, that if a couple is in love, that means that their expectations are automatically going to come into alignment. Romance kind of fools you into thinking that, hey, we're in love, so automatically our expectations are in alignment. And what happens is, is I get spouses that contact me, marriages that sit down with me, and they will say, man, where's the love gone? All of a sudden, we're realizing that our expectations are on two different planes. They're two different places. I thought we were in love. I thought that we had this great connection, but it turns out we don't have the connection we used to have because we've realized our expectations are night and day. Now, let's say two things. Number one, if you're getting married and you're realizing your expectations are in just vastly different planets, there's deeper conversations that have to happen. But if you're married, sometimes you come to this realization that you felt like you were in alignment and all of a sudden you're realizing we were not, our expectations were not as aligned as we thought. And I think so often, especially in the honeymoon phase of marriage, 
in the romantic side of marriage that we think that automatically things get to alignment because we feel in love and we quote unquote are in love. And sometimes we have to get to the reality is that the more we grow in our relationship, the more that we have to realize that love, that lovey feeling doesn't just align our expectations. We have to verbalize them. We have to talk through them. We've got to understand them. And quite often we think that our spouse is the source of our misunderstanding with our expectations. And we think, okay, my spouse isn't meeting my expectations. Therefore, they are in the wrong. Let's just be real. If your spouse isn't meeting your expectations, it could be that you're in the wrong. It could be you haven't verbalized them appropriately. You haven't adequately communicated them. And therefore, how can they fill those expectations if you have not adequately communicated them clearly. Just because you've talked about them doesn't mean you communicated it clearly. Now, it could be that your spouse was not a very good listener, uh, that your spouse wasn't being attentive. There's a lot of things that are there, but many times we believe that we are, we've got, we're, we're a romantic couple, we are in love, and that doesn't automatically align your expectations. Uh, secondly, there's a romantic myth that as we're in love, that automatically, that automatically the good parts of our relationship would just keep getting better. Now, this makes me think years ago when I was in high school, I was getting ready for my senior year of football, and my legs were as strong as they could be. I mean, I was doing great with my legs, squats, presses, all of those things. That developed quickly with my body, but not my upper body. And so I remember telling my defensive coach, you know what, I'm going to set aside working on my legs for a season. I just want to work on my upper body. And he called me a couple of words that I won't utter. But in other words, Dave, you're being an idiot. Why would you stop working on your strength only to focus on your growth areas? He says, you've got to go into a place where you're fortifying your strength while building up your weak areas, your growth areas. And so the idea that if we're just romantic, that the good stuff will get better so that we can maybe one day work on the bad stuff. But here's the reality that romance doesn't equate to health in any one area, whether it's the growth areas or the strength areas, and that just because you're close or you have passion doesn't mean the good will just get better. You have to be intentional about growth. Let me repeat that. You have to be intentional about growth. You want things to get better. You want strength to get fortified. You still have to put some focus in it, in it even though you may be putting more focus into your growth areas. Uh, number three, the third myth, that romance in our marriage will just heal our struggles. Romance will just heal our struggles. This is where I, I really have some really very frank conversations with couples when we think, that, uh, well, we got a struggle. So if we just had a date, if we just went away for the weekend, if we just went on a vacation, if we just did X, Y, and Z, then that will automatically heal the relationship. If we could just get this accomplished, it'll heal everything. And we think, okay, then we'll be just fine on the other side. But this is what happens is you come back from vacation and you realize, it didn't heal anything. It felt healed for a couple days. Or we went on at a date and it was a wonderful night, but we woke up the next day and we were the same people. And we depend upon moments to heal our relationship. That's what romance kind of tricks us into instead of realizing that romance is a part of the equation. It's not the thing that solves everything. 
you still have to get into good patterns. You still have to get into good habits. You still have to get into good um, routines on an everyday basis. You have to work through, they say it takes 28 days to develop new habits, but it takes 60 days to, to develop new long-term memories. So you can get new habits, but still have another month worth of thinking to yourself, it's just going to go back to the way it was. So my, what, is, what am I saying? Sometimes when you want change, it takes minimally two months just to develop that change. And so we have to learn that romance is not going to fix the struggles. It will help us through it along with communication, conflict resolution, so on and so forth. Lastly, here's, here's the one that irks me. This is the one I deal with with uh, very naive couples, and it's the idea that my spouse will complete me. My spouse completes me. The idea that if we're romantic with each other, we just complete one another. And that just, it drives me nuts. It goes back to the, just a terrible movie, Jerry Maguire, that came out eons ago, You Complete Me. When we think our spouse completes us, when we get into the mode where my spouse is the one who completes me, we are putting a demand upon our spouse that they were never equipped to provide. In fact, I'll say it this way. God was only meant to, to complete us. Christ was only meant to complete us. And when we depend upon our spouse to complete us, it puts us in a position where we are demanding our spouse to become Jesus, the Jesus in our life rather than Jesus become Jesus in our life. And when we look at God being the one to complete our lives rather than our spouse, it puts us into a different place where we stop putting that pressure upon them and we actually empower them to be who they are supposed to be the one walking alongside of us and not the one that completes us. And that way, quite often, when we think that our spouse completes us, when something goes wrong, we blame them. If we're looking for our spouse to complete us and all of a sudden things aren't as romantic as they used to be or conflict happens harsher, instead of looking at ourselves and doing what the psalmist says in Psalms 139 that says, search my heart, oh God, we tend to look at our spouse and we just put all the blame on them. And what's nice about putting the blame on our spouse is that we don't have to do anything ourselves. We can just do our own thing and let our spouse fix it because it's their job to do it all. And that's not the case. Listen, romance is wonderful. Romance is great. But romance cannot be the thing that runs your marriage and your marriage can't live off of it. It is an element. It is not the source. So remember, romance is not just going to fix uh, your marriage and realign the expectations. Romance is not going to take the good parts and make them just get better automatically. Romance will not heal your, your struggles in your relationship. And romance, listen, it's not going to th be the thing that, thing that completes you. To have, have a talk with your spouse this week. Would you bring these the spouse uh, up to your spouse these four myths and have a good conversation? Have a talk and ask yourselves, have we bought into any of these myths? And if we have, what can we do to actually get healthier and to grow together with one another? So walk in repentance with your spouse, walk in connection with your spouse, and learn to keep loving your spouse and to join in with Christ and become that threefold cord that is not easily broken. Love y'all. Have a great Marriage Monday. We'll talk to you soon.